Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Today, or in some cases tonight, is a very special, special day. I am here with Laura Geo, who happens to be coming to us from Copenhagen. Laura, thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And I really look forward to this very transparent conversation that is really a culmination of the last 30 years of your amazing career at IBM. And I cannot wait for you to share some of these nuggets of wisdom that I bet that you wish that you had when you were first starting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not all been amazing, but uh, the culmination of it has been a fun ride. Yeah. And I think that's good to know that not every moment is a moment of success, a moment of happiness, a moment of joy, a moment of accomplishments. You know, you learn to really ride out the waves. And I'm really excited for you to talk about that. And But before we jump in, I thought that, you know, what you do is so multifaceted and so valuable. I'm just kind of wondering if we could roll back the clock a little bit and what inspired you to first be in a journey with, you know, the same company and just building and building and building and, you know, really making a name for yourself and being so incredibly value to valuable to the business and also to your partners. Um, but how did you start in this journey journey? You know, what what was, you know, Laura 1.0 thinking back in the day and what inspired you? Yeah, well, that's a, a great question because you know where my head was at that point in my early career coming out of college and what was I gonna do? My father worked for IBM. I said there was no way I was working for IBM. But then I was looking for work and I said, All right, they're hiring, I'll go there for a couple of years. And it that's where it started. I started as an engineer in the company and then realized, you know, maybe I want to do something different. One of the things that I figured out early on is I was not going to be the subject matter expert or the A plus person in any particular discipline or category, but I was pretty good at being a B plus player and doing a lot of different jobs like that. So I kind of over maybe the first 10 years figured out I'm going to strategically take a lot of different jobs and understand how all the dots connect. So I, I kind of got that in my head and then went from there. And not all the dots were good dots, but, you know, you learn from each one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I just want to pause you on that because it's so important. I, and I hear from different places that, you know, consistency is more important than being the perfect rock star in something else. Like being a B plus consistently across many different verticals of the business, at the end of the day and looking back, it seems like it was way more important than being the perfect A plus person in this one thing. And so I think that's a really important point for everybody to, to understand if they're early in their career thinking that, oh, I'm not the smartest person. Um, just thinking that, but you know, I'm pretty darn good. And where am I pretty darn good? And where do I want to learn? And, and don't let that pretty darn good slow you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, a good adage. You know, I always thought about it when I was looking for my next move and what I was going to do is I looked at it as three, a three-legged stool. 
there was one thing that I thought, okay, I'm good at this. This is something I could have in front when I go interview for that job. Then there's something about that role that I want to learn that I really don't understand. And then there was a third piece of getting over my fear and just jumping in and trying it. And I had a little bit of knowledge on it, but maybe not an expert. So you get in, you know, you do the first two months, it's the honeymoon, and then you crash because that area where you're having to really dive in and learn that new piece, it's mm -hmm. hard. It's hard. But mm -hmm. you got to be confident and just keep at it and you'll get there. And then once you master that, then I tend to poke my head up after two or three mm -hmm. years and go, okay, now what do I want to do? <laughs> And, you know, three words come to mind as you're talking. And one is curious. Sounds like that you were eternally curious over the last, um, how, you know, the last couple of decades. And then also consistent, you know, figuring it out, being consistent, being comfortable in the uncomfortableness and consistent knowing that it's going to be uncomfortable, not letting that hold you back. Um, and, and also just courageous because it, takes a certain amount of courage to throw your hat in the arena for something new that you are not confident in yet. Like there's something that we talk about called the confidence competence loop. And it seems like that you were very willing to step in there with confidence before you had the competence. And that's mm -hmm. really a sign of amazing leaders because a lot of times it's the flip-flop. We want to wait till we're really competent and then when we're really competent, then we have the confidence to go. But what I'm hearing from you, it's really the opposite. Yeah, you have to get comfortable with it. You know, the title of this is Stop Being So Hysterical and Slow Down. Mm -hmm. I, I think you can get all caught up in that. I can remember early in my career when I would have to present, my heart would pound so hard, I thought I was going to faint in the front of the room. Mm -hmm. I got through it. I, I have no idea what I look like at that point. But you get through it and you get used to that little bit of fear when you go in. So, you know, months, days, years go by, and that starts dying down a little bit. And I think some part of me understood in that little inner voice, when I get too comfortable with what I'm doing, then it's time for me to learn something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I think that is a very important launch pad and something to learn if you're listening is to get comfortable in the uncomfortable and to always mm -hmm. be curious. So I love that so much. And so <clears throat> clearly since, you know, I like to think that in the last 30 years, we've made leaps and bounds of uh, progress when it comes to women in leadership and equality in the workplace. Um, seems like we still have a long way to go, but I imagine 30 years ago it was even more difficult and so what is the mindset that allowed you to just keep going and really establish yourself as a very confident and powerful female leader? Because that couldn't have been easy either. Yeah, I, you know, I think it started early in my life. I, I played on the boys water polo team in high school. I wanted to play water polo. There wasn't a girls team. So I said, I'll try out for the boys team. And I got on, they couldn't figure out how I couldn't be on. So I learned how to work with men in an environment where we were competitive, we were trying to work as a team. And I, since the IT world was so male dominated, it kind of gave me a leg up early on that I knew how kind of the guys thought and acted, not that I acted like them, 
but I understood where they were coming from, having been exposed to, to them in groups and teams and stuff early in my years. And so what is that mindset? So for someone listening, if they've, they're, it's possible and it's very normal to feel uncomfortable in that environment. And mm -hmm. so, and I know it boiled down to, you know, early on where you were on the boys water polo team and just kind of got used to it. But what is really the, the mindset that you had? It was it one of, you know, being compassionate. Was it one of being um, really mentally tough or, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what that is. So for someone listening, who's like, I don't know how she did that because I'm very uncomfortable. Um, mm. What would you say would be the mindset that would be helpful to work on that you had? I, I think I focused on what it was we were doing and got ultimately viewed and treated as an equal. Over time, the guys forgot I was a girl because we would be in, in competitions and you're in the pool and you wear this hat and nobody can really tell till they get up close. My team would just forget the fact that I was a girl because I had gotten to the point where I was a team member. I was one of them. And while, you know, there are differences in us and how guys think and how girls think and not that I changed my attitude, but I just got very comfortable in that environment and how to work with them. And when I thought they were doing something that I didn't like, I just tell them, you know, the guys were straightforward, open and very direct. And I learned how to be that over time, not being disrespectful, but being very direct. Mm -hmm. So do you think that was really a microcosm? you know, for how you operated within IBM? I think so. I think that I did well in any environment. Um, it doesn't matter who they are or, you know, background, ethnicity, any of that. I just, I try to focus on the individual, how we interact, what is it we need to get done and really work as a team, pulling out people's good qualities, my good qualities, where I'm weak and where somebody else can balance that out. And really thinking of it from that perspective. Yeah. And it so that seems like you were very um, good at being discerning, discerning about what is really important. You know, what is the task at hand? What is really important here in standing mm -hmm. in your own, you know, your own power, not being afraid to speak up when warranted, but also in a compassionate, respectful way. Yeah, it's not easy. It's a learned task. And you just you have to try it. You know, you have to, as I say, you have to get that center of gravity about yourself. And that's so important to understand who you are, what you stand for, what do you want to be known for? And that center of gravity, you know, your inner voice, whatever people call it, really gives you that center of gravity and that balance that you go back and check in on. So when you're in a situation, whether you're having to be direct with somebody or, or say something specific, you, you, you come from that inner voice of, you know, who I am. Mm -hmm. And I love, I just want to highlight or shine a light on what you just said is you get to decide what you want to be known for. And so really making that decision and under, just deciding what your contribution is going to be and to be very vocal and pretty open about it and putting a stake in the ground. So I think that is so important. And then when we were talking, you know, leading up to this interview, you were talking a lot about just to stop being hysterical. That's why we, you know, we have kind of a funny name to this, this episode, but it's, it's a funny name about a not so funny topic that 
has not really been talked about very openly, at least not in my last hundred podcasts. So what do you really mean about stop being hysterical and slow down? Well, you know, I think about early in my career, you get your first management job, you get your first leadership role, you're, you're put in a position where you're being looked to or looked for by leadership and other people to accomplish something. Now, these individuals all have their agenda. It, it's not it's not malicious. It's just what they're trying to get accomplished. You've got all these things coming at you. You can get wound up tighter than a top, hysterical about, I got to do this, this, and this, because Joe wants that, and Sally wants this, and you know, Jim wants that thing. And you lose your inner voice. You lose your center of gravity of what you stand for, why you got this role to begin with. So you really have to step back. That moment where you want to just scream, run out of the room, and pull your hair out, you got to kind of stop, take a breath, get that center of gravity and just stop taking all that on yourself. That's not, you don't need to take all that baggage on. You need to understand what is it you need to do? What are you being asked to accomplish? And then focus on how do you get there? So that is such great wisdom. So if you were to say, stop being hysterical, and then the rest of it was then start being what would that be? So in other words, if we have a tendency, you know, there, there's something that a lot of women experience and that's people pleasing. And it's, it's, it, it stems from a good place. Uh, but sometimes, you know, as we all know, it can be a little bit, you know, destructive. So the stop being hysterical to slow down when we feel triggered to speed up. But what is the thing, if you were to say one word of, start the practice of being more what what would that be composed mm -hmm. uh i would say objective uh, -huh. uh analytical mm -hmm. you know i find myself when i don't know the answer i want data so mm -hmm. i will go get the data and it can be you know data can mean many things but it's get that information um all those things that are i think more objective and logical is how i approach it so that i am then thinking about what I'm trying to do and getting as much as I can, but balancing that with the time frame that I have to accomplish this. Cause you're never going to have all the information you need or all of the input, or you're not going to please everybody when you finish. But if you take that approach, you, you check it with your center of gravity and who you stand for and how you want to execute. Then I think you get something, whether everybody agrees with it, they at least respect your decision and how you came to it. Mm -hmm. That's just such, such tremendous advice. And so for, for those who are watching, you know, what would, if you were coaching them, what would you ad advise them to do? So, so they could look back after a 30 year career and be very proud and happy uh, when they start to think about, you know, what's next. I would say, know who you want to be known for. You need to understand what you want to be stood, you know, stand for in your role as a leader, as an individual. Uh, you know, we all have a brand mm -hmm. and you got to protect that brand. And that brand is what everybody sees you as. And, you know, trying to get as close to who, how people see you and how you want to be seen is really a way that I think you kind of connect and you really get that balance of who you are and how you get those opportunities. Yeah. And I just really want to highlight that. Know 
what you want to be known for and protect your brand and build on your brand, you know, and maybe even get help for your brand. Um, and I think don't, I mean, don't you think that that can be important even for the intern who's just starting on their real job, their first real job, or they're a couple years in and granted that kind of our brands can change, but you know, you don't have to be in your role for 10, 20, 30 years to, to think I am a thought leader. I am creating a brand. I mean, don't you think that that's possible even when you're just starting your career? Oh yeah. It, it can start when you're, you know, a young child, even, you know, mm -hmm. think about you make those decisions when you're young. Am I going to do this or am I not going to do that? Mom and dad said, don't do this. Am I going to follow the directions? Am I going to venture out? You know, maybe that's a too of a simplistic answer, but it kind of resonates as you get older and more mature and smarter. It is think about, you know, think about if your whole career, your whole life was in a movie and you rewind that movie to the beginning. Are you going to be embarrassed about what you see in the beginning? All of us are. There's things that happen. But as long as you've learned from that and you've pivoted a bit and you've made those corrections, that, that closed loose feedback too is very important in this process. You know, understanding, mentoring people and do reverse mentoring is thing that I've always, always done. And, um, you know, I get more out of mentoring people than I think I ever get. But in that reverse mentoring too, you get feedback from people that see you and can communicate with you honestly of how you are being perceived. And I've had situations in my career when I was a first line manager, I was peers with all of these people that I was working with and I became the manager. Well, somehow I got it in my head. I needed to be, I don't know, snarky. I was just not doing well. And one of, one of my friends who was working for me then came into my office and said, I need to talk to you you need to stop this. <laughs> so, you know, it's important to understand, even if things didn't go well, that you've learned from that and you pivot a bit. And so that is really just so, so vital. And now in order for us to stop being hysterical and slowing down, we have to be in a certain environment. There's certain work environments where it's really challenging not to be hysterical. And so what advice would you have for someone early in their career who or someone who's looking to shift roles either internally or externally what advice would you have to making sure that they are surrounded by people who are going to foster their success and and are there any red flags are there any things to be aware of as you're as someone who's early in their career is looking for their what's next well, I, I, I don't know if this is a good example, but it's interesting when I've taken different leadership roles, management roles, I always find the first few people that come in and want to talk to you. You know, at first it's like, great, this person's trying to help me. And what I have figured out over my career is those are the people that have an agenda and they're trying to make sure that they have you have their point of view and they want it executed that way. So I would say one of the things is really just stop and listen and observe. Don't make any rash decisions from the beginning, but I've always taken a, a wait and look and absorb approach in the beginning. So you kind of can see where everybody's at and what everybody is doing and, you know, what is their brand and how successful are they? And then you can understand who are the people that I probably want in my inner circle here 
that, you know, have, have something to contribute. It doesn't mean they're like me. And generally I don't pick people like me because I want to bring different skills in, but those are the people that can be honest and straightforward, but also are trying to get the job done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that seems incredibly important. And what do you think is most important for someone who early in their career is looking for what's next? Maybe they're finding their first job or they're looking to make a move from their existing role. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's a couple factors. You know, first of all, you have to understand what you're good at. What do you like? You know, there's got to be something enjoyable about the role that you take, even if it's your first job out of college. You know, I, I like to do budgets or I like to talk to people. So maybe sales is something I want to do, but I understand what really makes you happy in, in those type of situations. And then I would say, you know, understanding what is it you want to learn? So there's an element in the job of what I can bring to the table. And then there's an element of what do I get out of this? Mm -hmm. And I think taking those two ends of the spectrum and then really understanding how do I then select the right job for me? And there'll be highs and lows through that whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good to know ahead, ahead of time. That way you can kind of buckle in and write them out. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as a you know, call to action from this, if you were to summarize everything or want, <clears throat> excuse me, the people listening, to really remember something or take action on something, what would you advise? You know, I, I would go back to what I talked about earlier, and that is at your core, you're your brand. And you need to protect that brand with everything that you have and be very conscious of the decisions that you're making, how you're treating people, you know, how are you being viewed? One of the things my, my father taught me early on he, like I said in the beginning, he was an IBMer. And he said, you know, one thing I'm going to tell you is you treat everybody the same from the janitor to the CEO in that everybody has a role to play in an organization that you're in. So be conscious of how you treat people, you know, with kindness, making sure that you are very objective in your thinking. But all of that culminates into what are you known for? What is your brand? And that's what's going to get you through life and it's going to get you through that next opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's so great. I love that wisdom that your dad shared to treat everyone. I mean, we're all human. You're right. We all have a place and just being kind, I think is just such wisdom that you are bringing forward from your father. So Laura, I admire everything that you're doing. I am, you know, really grateful for you, you know, sticking to your word and doing this interview and it's so late at night for you. And I just really appreciate you sharing your wisdom again. And I look forward to continuing to follow your journey. Well, thank you very much for having me. This is great. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www dot Cheryl Klein dot com. 
Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.